0: podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher.
1: And I'm Sarah Whitus. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Amanda. I am um, really curious to hear about how your weekend was.
0: Oh, are you? Oh, my my (laughs) camping weekend. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I
1: knew you were going camping. Um, Basically, I was trying to piece together uh, parts of this (laughs) trip via Instagram, um, and it did not look great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there was like remarkably you know like when you're going on a trip and you're going somewhere new, you just like take a bunch of photos, and then yeah. you, like later you're like, maybe I'll post one of these to like to insta like cool of course, um, this was not that trip. I took a grand total of three photos <laughs> because it was miserable at no point did you want to get out your phone, and the number one reason why is because of like insane amounts of mosquitoes so we went to fire island um which is just a very very long skinny island it's like 34 miles long but only three quarters of a mile wide just south of long island and uh so we were camping on there and like there there's like federal federally protected lands um and the like the the easternmost tip and we were camping there and the mosquitoes were so bad like Unbeli- like, you know when you, like, are walking down the sidewalk and you accidentally walk through, like, a swarm of, like, gnats and you're just kind of yeah. like, uh, and you're, like, waving frantically and then, like, two feet later they're gone? Yeah. It was like that the whole time with mosquitoes. So, so like, it was, like, you like
1: would, biblical...
0: Biblical, like, plague-like levels. Kind yeah, of... You would, like, walk out... If you would leave your tent, they would just swarm at your face. So we were putting DEET all over us. Like, I was rubbing it into my face like sunscreen because they were... I have four mosquito bites on my face I, we were putting it in our hair and on our clothes. They were, like, biting me through my jean shorts.
1: So you just, like, showed up at the beach and it was, like, instantly...
0: The campsite like, was, and there was. Or still was a it, lot like, after bad...
1: dark or was it, no, like, you guys got just, at, like, got there? No, we got there at, like, 5 p.m. and, and like... it was just
0: bad. And, like, we were the last people there and, like, the friends that were already there were like, uh, so guys, we're going to take you to the campsite. It's really bad. And, like, as you're walking there, it's pretty bad. But then you get to the campsite and it's just, like, a whole other thing. Um, the beach was relatively safe, but then a few of us got—not uh, me, but a few people—got just like attacked by sand fleas, which we discovered the next day. Their backs—it oh co- looks know like
1: what that is well, it
0: looks like like chicken pox meets like leprosy. <gasps> it's oh so bad, and it's all over them. Um, and there's so then the first night. <laughs> We, so we like set up our tent really quickly, get about a a billion conservative estimate mosquito bites in the process, and then just run away from the campsite to get to the beach as quickly as possible. The tents are up, everything's good, put our stuff inside the tent. Um, We go to this little restaurant nearby that served uh, $7 Coronas, Um, so I spent $50 (laughs) there. Um, And then while we're there, a storm comes in, like 50-year storm level winds. I'm exaggerating, but only slightly. And so eventually we go back to the campsite. And at one point this was an actual thing. Uh, our friend Brian said, where's Tom and Kate's tent? <laughs> and it had, it had it blown just clear away. Um, my tent was, uh, the rainfly had come off completely and twisted around. And the, the tent was full of water, which it, like had oh, our sleeping bags, no. all our bags, our towels, literally everything like books, everything was wet. Um, and meanwhile, there's mosquitoes just swarming around you, and it's supposed to rain again later. It was just so you had to like resent the tents up, and then like try to mop out the water. Like we had to turn the tent over, and water just poured out. It was oh my god, and we didn't know, have no place to sleep, and there's no anyway. It was the so the next day we we did Frexit, which was we we left Fire Island abandoned it. early and just yeah. went back to Brooklyn. Anyway, this is all a very long story, but just to say that our friend Chrissy. Noted that it was most definitely the bad place.
1: It's <laughs> I like... actually had Amanda. I didn't want her to tell me this story until now because I wanted everyone else to be able to hear it. Oh my god, that's so is it terrible? But
0: yeah, it's like Chrissy it was just because like I'm glad I went because I had a great time with my friends and it was a good yeah. group of people to experience that with. Everyone was really cool, um, but like. It was just it's such a the bad place thing that you would be there like to go to the beach and just chill with friends and you're with all like your best friends and then there's just mosquitoes
1: yeah, it you know? <laughs> makes me, I will say it makes me feel a lot better about the trip we went on the week before, um, even though we were staying in a house that may or may not have had a haunted little girl in it. You didn't um, have a haunted little
0: girl, and you know I'd be the first to admit it if it did. may or may
1: not It have. did not. She was
0: lying. My <laughs> friend did not see a haunted girl. I wish friend, she had.
1: My friend Alex, shout out if she listens to this podcast. Hi, Alex, and new the friend. the little girl that she maybe saw. I don't of.
0: believe you for a our second.
1: creepy house in Maine. We will come back to creepy houses in maine perhaps at the end of this podcast um maybe
0: when we watch uh murder she wrote
1: yes uh actually we (laughs) did we did at one point walk around downtown booth bay harbor maine uh playing the murder she wrote theme song from a cell phone so (laughs) i remain proud of that moment um Okay, well, so with uh, with regards to television, obviously Amanda's had a somewhat traumatic week, um, but yes, we but I have
0: managed to watch a little TV. Did manage between to get some all television. of my trips, all of my jet setting to <laughs> the East Coast. I mean, honestly, yeah,
1: that's kind of a you got a whirlwind couple of weekends yeah. there.
0: But you um, you were not gone this weekend, so I imagine you watched a little bit more than me. What did you get to watch?
1: Well, I caught up. I, I mentioned catching up on. Um, Pose a couple of weeks back when we last yeah. recorded. Are you and all caught I, up? I got half caught up. I've I'm th- watched five of eight episodes, so um almost almost there. But um you know I think the last time I had checked in about Pose, I'd only watched the premiere, which um was I thought a lot of fun, but you know kind of flawed. Um and mm-hmm. I think that really has been consistent with the rest of the season so far i love it i i really love it um just like a short refresher poses the fx series um brought to us by primarily uh by uh, ryan murphy um and it's about the ballroom scene uh the new york ballroom scene of the late 1980s which kind of largely was a haven for um you know uh, gay and transgender people of color, uh, in, yeah, in New York. And, and, uh, I think it's really fantastic. I mean, it is flawed. Like there, the, there's, the writing can be heavy handed. It's a Ryan Murphy show. I mean, obviously Ryan Murphy is actually not really the driving creative force behind it, which is fantastic. Um, in fact, you know, this is a show that I think is really, you know super notable for a lot of reasons but one of them being that um this is a show that really has taken fx has allowed it to take representation both in terms of its cast and its and its writing and directing staff really seriously in terms of just you know um there's a lot of uh trans people of color on the writing staff uh and i think that really makes all the difference Mm -hmm. honestly i mean God, I just think if you're not watching this show and you are into you know, if you if you are into A if you're into Ryan Murphy at all, this is like the ultimate Ryan Murphy show, I think. And I mm-hmm. and I say that in a good way. Like it is the, you know. It seems the best like he would world. say that too. Yeah, right? It is like the best world version, I think, of of Ryan Murphy. I think maybe a lot of people would have said that about the assassination of Gianni Versace too, but um, I mean, I think the best part about it is like there is angst and there's sadness and there's drama, but it's not, you know, it's not just like I, I read a great interview with Janet Mock, who is a writer on the show, um, you know, a, a, a trans writer um, and actress and uh, and an activist. and And she was talking about how, you know, like mostly these are stories that are told through the like by white, by, by straight people. Right. And probably all nearly always white people, but, um, and straight people tend to look at these stories like through this lens of trauma. And that is like the only frame of reference that I think a lot of straight people have for like the trans experience, especially Mm -hmm. in like the 1980s, you know, AIDS ravaging the community. Um, and when you have trans people, people and you have people of color like creating the world and creating the characters, you have this nuance Um, and, you know, the the drama of the show, it all just feels very um, it feels very real. It feels very, you know, natural to their experiences and their lives, like some of the you know, obviously AIDS is a huge specter on the show. it's multiple characters are debating kind of different aspects of their like gender confirmation process you know whether that be surgical or through like injections and what was available to them at the time in the 1980s what they could afford which is basically nothing there's nothing especially a man no matter how fine how rich compares to when you look between your legs and see nothing there Ignore me, I'm just No. You want this. You're being real.
0: I really do. I can see what it's done for you. I want that. Then go and get it. Dive in and be born again and wash away all those fears. How lucky are we? We create ourselves. Shit, we are the real dream
1: girls. Um, and then all of this kind of set against the backdrop of the actual ballroom scenes which are so fun um, yeah I bet. and i it like are just like really great the costume obviously and and um billy porter plays pray tell who's kind of the MC of the shows and i was hoping after the first episode that he would start to play like a much larger role in the show and he has and he is just like amazing he brings this like incredible like catty energy to the show and um and to these scenes and and the other characters Electra evangelista who is um uh incredible she's kind of like the the uh elder stateswoman house mother of the show um blanco who kind of like Breaks off from the house of Evangelista to start her own house. She's amazing. I just love it. I think it's great, honestly. Like, again, it's not without its flaws. It's not without its like moments that are too big. I think every episode is still, the premiere was like an hour and a half long, and every episode is still kind of too long. Um, Yeah. But I really love it. It's just like, it's a show that's primarily about community. And not, you know, just, just like, right, like trauma. It's a show that's about like the resilience and the strength of this ostracized community in this Mm -hmm. hellish time. Um, And I really recommend it. I'm excited to see where it, where it ends up. I really hope it gets another, I'm already like, it better get another season from FX. It can't be cheap to make, but like, I, I don't know anything about how it's been like doing ratings wise or anything, but i think it's great so that's that's, yeah, that's my good. pose everyone get into pose i mean like honestly it's yeah it's strike fantastic. a pose yeah um amanda have you been watching any
0: anything no i don't know what you're talking about no no i don't know what you're talking no, about well yeah no? oh yeah sharp objects but <laughs> oh and no it just it's one little show called um real Housewives of New York City, but it I've doesn't never, it doesn't I've never heard of it what's what's the, what's the well it's just then? this like um hyper realistic show full of just you know just normal people that live in you know the greatest city in the world, and they um you know they're just really down to earth um definitely know how to interact <laughs> with each other in a normal way that's not at all like confused no, I actually just I mean, this is quick, interesting cause... to
1: me because, like, I want to know what I mean. it's Well, so it's normally not... I
0: hate these kind of shows, like yeah, genuinely, exactly. like, like yeah. truly. I have a hard time with reality shows about people that are any number of things that I I feel are wrong, like whether it's vapid or stupid or ignorant or rich. Like, I really hate rich people sometimes, and mm-hmm. um, or just mean. And these people are like, by and large, all of those things, and. Um, I was just working from home one day, and normally I just like have BBC America on because they're either doing a, a marathon of Star Trek: Next Generation or the X Files, and I've seen every episode of both those series, so I can just put it on in the background and pretend that there's humans in the house as I'm working. Um, the I put it on, and it was this episode of Next Generation that I actually really really hate. It like just bothers me. It's not a bad episode, but I but I hate it, so I didn't. I was like, I can't watch that. So I was like, oh well, this that Real Housewives show that you know my friend Julia really loves is on, and like that I won't pay attention to for sure. Well, the cu- cut to like five hours later, and I was just like, oh, what? she she said that. I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. Um, and so it I was, was just a totally to random
1: it. click when you. It was like, kind of just like to... this show
0: is just on, and like you can look at you can look at it at any point, but I don't need to be paying attention to it, and I did, and. It's just I find what's so interesting about it. It's just like you can see. So first of all, these women are like completely self-deluded weirdos, and um, except for Bethany Frankel, who I have to say, and oh, and Dorinda. She's still, so is Bethany okay? Because I like know she's Bethany the skinny Frankel. girl, Margarita person, right? And, and I know she had her, a talk like, show, kind
1: of like the Who Weekly sort of like Who universe. Yeah, and know, they but, talk. Well,
0: that's the interesting so she's thing. It's like on the it. Who Weekly thing. I'm like learning about who all these people are that like they've mentioned on that podcast. But anyway... What's interesting about it is that, for the most part, all of them, except for a few of my favorites, they're all just crazy people that are also, like, incredibly selfish and have no, no understanding of not only just how the rest of the world works, but just how normal human interaction is, or, like, what actual friendship is. Like, none of these women are actually friends, but they they think they are, and it's just, it almost makes they me think sad. think this is
1: what friendship is.
0: They, yeah, like, I'm like, this isn't friendship where they, like, they'll be like, oh, so what have you been up to? They haven't seen each other in six months, but then they immediately get in a fight. It's crazy. Um, and... I just find it interesting to watch where you can see exactly how every situation is about to blow up. You're like, well, like, Sonya's a crazy person, but this person's saying this, like, for no reason other than... Like, it's all... Everyone is being self-serving, so then they clash. And it's interesting to watch that. Hmm. Because at no point is they thinking about what the other person wants. Yeah, of course they do. But they're all, like, really selfish. And it's just... It's such an amazing view into, like... Not only just, like, how rich people are and just how, like, you know, living in a bubble they are, but just about how, like, people also can just be so emotionally unintelligent. Um, yeah. Anyway. Right. I've been watching it, and it's some, there's some parts that are just super fun. But um, we should talk about a real show, which...
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all art, Amanda. It,
0: it, well, it's something. Um <laughs> Uh, but we should talk about sharp objects, which we are both caught up on. It has aired four episodes now on HBO. And yeah, I would there say are four more to go. So we're half. We're at the halfway point.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And spoiler
1: alert! If you have not. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler objects, alert! Wanna... If you haven't. I mean, watched I. I it, um,
0: but it's a hard thing to spoil because,
1: because not it is because much... nothing's
0: really happened. But there are some <laughs> moments that I think we'll talk about that are like yeah. really good when you're seeing them for the first time. Sure. Um, yes. And, But yeah, spoiler alert, you can come back to this, because actually I think this will be a good discussion, because we haven't, you and I have not talked about this show really at all, or what's happening. Yeah. And there are a lot of things that are just like, not necessarily confusing, but like the kind where like, I've been reading a lot of like recaps and stuff, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, what did she mean by that? Like this character, like what did this one shot mean? And not really finding it. It's definitely Mm -hmm. a show you want to talk about. Um, So I'm really enjoying it. How do you feel about it?
1: I'm enjoying it too. I think I mentioned this when I when I kind of talked about the the premiere last time. But you can kind of see right the like the the Jean-Marc Valet who did who did um Big Little Lies. You can kind of like feel the sort of tonal similarities. Oh yeah, like the
0: sort of like lushness and um, exactly yeah the Where, tonal similarities definitely for sure. Um, I mean
1: I didn't really know much of him you know prior to oh, Big no, Little Lies. I. I mean I know he directed. Uh, Got that that movie that uh that that um, Jared Leto I think won an Oscar for um a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew yeah. he did that, but I never saw that. So yeah. I mean, dude can build an environment that He really is does. For sure. Yeah, and
0: it's interesting that both of those shows are primarily centered around women and women's relationships. Um yes, in this case it's about like, you know, well, the main character, Amy Adams' character, Camille. She is a reporter in Saint Louis and she comes back to her the town where she grew up in this tiny town in like the butt of Missouri called Wind Gap because there's been um a murder of a teenage girl. We you know, we always love dead girls in TV shows. We'll um gotta
1: have a dead girl. Gotta no. have a dead
0: girl. And then um a another girl is missing, which we find out we there they discover her uh uh, body in the second episode and so she's kind of reporting from a distance but it op- it's opening up a lot of wounds and i use that metaphor intentionally um mm-hmm. her being back she did not leave on good terms and she has a very very fractious relationship with her mother played by patricia clarkson who is so good <laughs> yeah
1: she's bananas um, She's so bananas yeah i mean this show is even, you know, I thought this at the end of the first episode and I feel pretty much exactly the same at the end of the fourth episode. I, you know, heavy on ambiance, light on plot. For the most part, there will yeah. be moments throughout each episode that just like very, um, sporadically kind of spurt the plot forward. Um, or there'll be like kind of, you know, tidbits sort of dropped in, but, um, you know, overall, it's not a show where a whole lot is is. Ha- There's not even a whole lot of dialogue. Um, but I, I mean, I like it. I'm having like a bit of a hard time with it.
0: I kind of feel like I need a little bit more from. Do you feel like the so the end of this last episode, which is like super tumultuous, Ooh, yeah. yeah, like uh, that. I had the feeling as that was happening, I was like, oh, now, okay, now we're getting into it. Now, like, did, did I, you well, have it? Like, so. we were kind of yes. just like, now it's starting. Oh, yes. boy, here we go. you Because it has, like, this. Alan, Camille's stepfather, just coming into the room after he's, like, handling a pistol, um, or some gun. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Gun, Right. A pistol. Yeah, no, no, we'll okay. say a, a pistol. A gun.
0: Um, yeah. A gun. A, um, and, like, coming into uh, Adora, Patricia Clarkson's character's, bedroom um and just like kind of menacingly menacingly
1: um, is he like gonna kill her yeah and then it's and it's camille
0: like worried about uh amma her her half sister and she's like racing to go find her and just having visions of amma's body in that that creepy shed yeah Um,
1: I mean, I oh. you'll love this because I was I was actually pretty riveted for most of this episode. I think more so than the the previous. Three. I feel then, like this one was really good. It was really good, and then, and then you'll love this. Of course, I about six minutes from the end of the show, I Did of you fall asleep, asleep? What and
0: is then I wrong like woke up, you? and
1: then I woke up at the like the credits are rolling, and and, uh, and you are Tom, a crazy person. Tom is next to me. He's like, and he hadn't seen the show. I was like, I think you would like it. Why don't you watch this episode with me? And
0: then you fell asleep, and then
1: and then he's like, and then he he like turns to me, and I like wake up, and he's like, Did you see the ending? And I was like. Uh, yeah. And he's like, What happened? It was like, Uh. Here's, I'm gonna
0: give you homework. <laughs> then I I'm went back give you and homework, watched it. homework, Sarah. <laughs> Your homework is to, like, when you sit down to watch a TV show, is to not curl up into that little cat ball you do. That's you always do. do this. You set That's yourself up. You're like someone that, like, crawls into bed and, like, turns off their lights and, I mean, like, this lays their head down on the pillow and says, attention. I'm just gonna rest my eyes. Like, no, you're not. You're gonna fall asleep. So just yeah. sit up and this watch the TV perfect show.
1: Paying attention position um yeah yeah, you, yeah so you, that, did, you would do
0: this all the time and i would just be like sarah just please don't lie down don't lie down don't lie down oh no she's gonna fall asleep yeah just don't then,
1: do it yeah so then tom was like you need to go back and watch the end. i'm glad <laughs> so, he made you yeah so of course i i immediately went back and watched the end yeah the end is is uh pretty explosive actually i again i kind of feel like maybe i've thought this at the end of uh other episodes Two without it really going anywhere, but I want to talk about Emma for a second. So what she, is up with her? Beguiling. Um. So Ooh, so you the know the guiling. show the show centers the Camille. Yeah, I know it's a good word, right? Good good job, uh, Sarah. Thank you. Pulled that one out. Um. So Amma is uh, Camille's half sister, like like you said. Um. And you know when when uh when Camille comes back to Wingap, she's staying at her her mother and her. I guess that Alan is her Alan's stepfather. her stepfather from
0: what I've gathered.
1: Yes, we even though what's interesting is that in this episode he seems to refer right. to Marion, um Camille's as sister his daughter. as his daughter, but he could mean Which you made know, me think that like, have we learned anything about he doesn't yeah, also it doesn't anything? mean that it's his biological daughter. You know, he could have said that. No, just of course, her. but have we but learned
0: anything about Camille's biological father?
1: No, I don't believe we have. Yes, see that's so, interesting to me. So we know she calls Alan Alan, which I think are are kind of our key, you know, clue that that he. Well, yeah, isn't and she also at one point her says Emma
0: is her half sister.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, when she's introduced. Okay, so yeah. Emma is her half sister, and um, and you know, Emma is just like we kind of meet her, and she's like very like seems very. Uh, you know, kind of like goody two shoes, and she's just wearing like a big
0: giant bow and a flowery dress, and very these, like, feminine, sweet very, Southern yeah, accent.
1: Yeah, very like you know, just like sweet little girl. Um, she's like seems like a bit of a mama's girl with Adora, and and then we kind of get to know her a little bit better through her interactions with
0: Camille, and she's clearly like a young teenage Halian. Um, she's hundred percent a Halian, and yeah. like she her mo she she can go from being like openly honest and sweet to Camille to being like fake really nice mean. to Camille when she's in the home to being yeah. just cruel like she at one point she puts the lollipop into Camille's hair yeah um while she's just like taunting her about being with uh de- the detective um uh, hot, Richard. hot detective
1: hot, Richard. hot detective Richard from yeah. uh, What's-His-Face, from the Mindy Project. From the Mindy um, Project,
0: yeah. Um,
1: and, I mean, you know, I think the, the meanness seems to be mostly kind of a show for the friends, right? Which even says at be... one point,
0: she says, like, I have to show off in front of my friends. Mm-hmm. And then another point, though, but she's clearly manipulative. And at another point, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm sorry, I have to up in for my... F- like, I let I tell my friends to do anything, um, and they'll just do it.
1: Yeah. And like, she's... She, you know, out, they're out drinking, they drink a lot, they're, like, smoking, they seem to refer to having sex, but, like, who knows if, like, you know, it's all just kind of, that's all just sort of a show, or if they're actually, but this does seem to be a town where, like, there's nothing to do, teenagers are just kind of, like, out, uh, every night, you know, in the woods, probably having sex. There's actually a curfew on the town right now because of the murders of the two two young girls, which no one seems to really be following all that closely. But, um, I mean, Emma is just, you know, and then, and then so we'll have these these scenes stacked up against each other of her, you know, just like running wild, completely like, you know, just, just yeah, doing all this shit. And then... And then we see her back in the home in in Adora's house, you know, in Adora's immaculate house, and uh, of course, just again being like the very very sweet mama's girl, like she will just be hanging all over her mother and you know, doing building this dollhouse with her mother worships her, um, and you know, of course, Camille is painted by her mother as as the hellacious one, you know, as the dangerous, hellacious one. And and uh, of course, we really are seeing much more of this from Emma. Um, And so then we we find out in this episode, we know already that Adora, their mom is has been close to the two girls who were murdered, Um, knew them well. But then we, we find out in this episode that Emma also knew them
0: and was would play or hung out or do whatever. We don't know. In that creepy shed where there's all, like, the pornography and when Camille first found it when she was a teenager, there's, like, blood. Yeah, there's, like... It was very weird. Animal skins or
1: something, yeah.
0: Which we also... Just briefly as a way to mention the fact that, like, her and Hot Detective Richard... Uh, finally get together and it's the most like insane power move on Camille's part like the, <laughs> everything as a viewer you're like entirely expecting them to kiss it's one of those kind of moments right yeah the dialogue it's been everything building up. up
1: to it for and she just episodes. like turns
0: her head and she's just like oh, no and she grabs his hand and just unzips her pants and puts his hand there and then yeah. he's just kind of like okay I'm going with it man this. and she has all these flashes as she's uh orgasming like of like all this traumatic of the pornography from the shed of, and like, did the you girl. notice
1: i noticed this way like a, a commenter on a uh, i think a vulture recap posted this and i didn't notice and i went back and watched it one of she when when she's like yeah when she's like having an orgasm she kind of bites down on his shoulder and then yes. the cut is to alan's hand um which has a bite mark a large bite oh mark.
0: wait I didn't notice it. that.
1: Neither did I. Yes, so it's like a hard cut back to the house, and Alan is so Alan you know, might have a secret. So something's going on with Alan. Is clearly harboring. He. He's, Alan's he's not as spoken. nice
0: as he seems. I suppose. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. Alan and his banging sound system,
0: yeah.
1: um, <laughs> which seems to be an interesting like kind of through line on this show. Everyone's like very into like music and has kind of like oddly extensive sound systems. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, so Emma is just I don't know. The, there's also this element of the town chief of police who has this kind of flirty weird relationship with Adora. He comes over and he's talking to Adora about his daughters and he kind of says one is dangerous and the others in danger. And and I kind of felt like, you know, now that we know that that Emma had this you, other it's not clear who he's talking murderer, about. It's not clear at which... all. Absolutely, it's not clear at all who he's talking about, and and I'm kind of like, did Emma have something to do? Of course, the immediate, uh, you know, where where everyone goes, kind of at the end of this episode, and where Camille's head goes, is she has reason to believe that maybe, you know, obviously Emma's in danger if she knew But
0: that. that wording is so deliberate that that it's meant to be ambiguous. Right, he's not saying. That's not right, how right, a not normal person would talk. It's meant to be right. like cryptic. Um, I and so, suspect, if you are are meant to not know. Yeah. What do you I suspect?
1: Mean, I suspect that. Right now, I suspect Emma had something to, to even like to do with the murders, or like well, maybe an led interesting the thing murderer too, to them, or something like that. Is
0: it in the third episode or the fourth episode where Camille follows Amma to the, um, the pig farm?
1: Oh, I think that's the third episode.
0: Well, yeah. So she follows Amma to the pig farm, and it's not clear what she's doing. At one point, she holds up a pig and is like cradling this piglet. Um, and the interesting thing, so that's the pig farm that that Adora owns, right? That's why mm-hmm. she's so rich. And she's the one who gets uh uh John Keane, the brother of the second murdered girl, fired. Emma mm-hmm. just once she finds out that Camille and John, the brother, were talking and it's right after and she walks in and interrupts them right after John says like, well, he or Oh no! She interrupts them right. It's not when her and the brother are talking. When her and uh, Bob or Nash, the the father of the, the first father murder, of the girl other talking. Yeah, sorry, the other girl. when mm-hmm. they're talking, Adora comes in, interrupts Camille from talking to the father, and it's right after the father has been saying like he suspects the brother of the the second girl. Yeah, he suspects it because he's been doing weird stuff at the farm, and we don't ever find out what that is because Adora cuts him off and then right. immediately fires him.
1: And then we see him kind of walking off alone, and like a at night, into you know, a baseball field. And then in this episode, we see oh, that's right, where the his, lady in
0: white is supposed to come from. The
1: lady, yeah, which and, that was creepy. Great. <laughs> that was creepy. I mean, the show is creepy. Like, there's a lot of weird, you know, there's a lot of potential red herrings here, right? Like, hundred percent. But I mean, I like that in this episode, we also have um in in John the brother, like his. We, we see his, him storm out of his house. His girlfriend is kind of, like, trying to get, like, something sexy going with him. And he storms out. And then she notices this big blood spot on their floor. Oh, and the God, carpeting. that's so weird. Yeah. yeah. And, and so she cleans like, it up. She cleans it up, even though he's not very nice to her. Um, but, you know, I guess she's in love with him. But so that's kind of weird. I mean, there's this element also. I mean, there's just a lot, and and I think we haven't even really mentioned, you know, the the stylistic twist of the of the show with the the flashbacks and like, you know, the show. Oh, they is come really, at random
0: times. At like random times, very yeah.
1: It's chronological. Kind of, I gotta say, I like it, you know, because there isn't a lot of dialogue, and I almost feel like a lot of these, the the show will use. Mostly, I think it's really only using this device. I think with Camille, right? Like, well, yeah, I think it's supposed and, to like
0: imitate like PTSD. And- yeah, and
1: and and it's and it's kind of explaining its pieces of Camille's background through these very quick sequences that don't right that don't always make sense. They're not always in chronological order, and then she just kind of it's. But it, I like it because it's almost like how you really do remember things like in pieces, and you don't remember them in full sequences and like you know we have yeah and they just kind of help fill in the the blurry edges of camille's story not sharp edges not sharp or objects but yeah
0: (laughs) oh wait that's no yeah um yeah um another thing i read that was interesting and i the i forget where i want to say it was actually maybe it was av club i don't Mm -hmm. know one of their recaps but maybe it was vulture i don't know but um I feel like they kind of put a little too much store about this, but the gender dynamics of the show are really interesting. Um, And they pointed out in this recap that, you know, all the men, especially in this episode, are like, good, right? Mm -hmm. That we see, that we see, Um, you know, uh, you have Chief Vickery who's like, you should cancel Calhoun Day because like, I'm just don't want someone else to get murdered it's not about I anything else didn't really get else. what
1: calhoun day was is it just like a it's, it's like just a town like a, celebration. It's just a town celebration to, yeah okay you know
0: f- celebrate the lost cause of the confederacy yeah. but oh um, uh, yes but uh yeah so he says that and then like uh hot detective richard is like tries to kiss her and she's just like nope and he's like okay fine we'll do this whatever you want babe and um He's also like just wants to prevent another murder. Like he does that. He's like kind of following all the rules. He's just like a good guy. And then there's like John Keene, who's just really sensitive and is taking care of his mother. There's Alan, who's just constantly taking front of taking care of Emma, even when Emma just like cuts her hand. Um,
1: oh, Adora, you mean?
0: Oh, Adora. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then you know, uh, the the father of the the mm-hmm. murdered girl, who's just like doing all this housework and. But we're supposed to the entire time be thinking, like, it was definitely, according to the chief, it was definitely a man that killed these girls. But all the viciousness is done by women in this show. And, like, all the harm that, like, but it's also, you know, self-harm is also a big part of it, of course, right? Um, Camille's Mm -hmm. body is covered in scars because she cuts. Just from,
1: like, literally neck to ankle probably yeah she only wears
0: long sleeve and pants and um yeah and it's just i just find that really interesting and i think there's there's a good line where amma is talking to her history teacher drama teacher who whatever he is um who's just moody and doesn't really give a shit about this little performance they're doing and he he's like there was no all-female militia and she's like how do you know and he said because it's history and she goes well history is written by like the victors, my mama always says, and um, you know, I, you don't know that, and like men have been writing history, so we don't know. You don't know anything, and it's just kind of this interesting thing. That, like women are sort of rewriting. Mm-hmm. Some, there's something going on there that will I think know it's more a lot about of, that. Line was very deliberate. Yeah, she absolutely. was also hitting on him, and it wasn't clear right. if they had history, if like there was a relationship there before. But she or was, if she's
1: just kind of trying to act out, or if she's yeah, yeah, and. And so something else also, and I I think that I think that is a really good point. And like a lot of women trying to, you know, kind of own their story, like struggling to own their stories or their narratives. But, you know, of course, it's like all set against this. It's not only the like the man, you know, who's assumed to have murdered these women, but also like Camille kind of talks about, you know, the her, she implies that she was raped as a teenager, you know, and that that this is like kind of where the football players all came to like have their way with the cheerleaders. And she tells the story about the two women who were in love with each other, the two teenagers and, you know, were were maybe murdered. Yeah. Maybe murdered or killed themselves. Although, you know, something else I wonder if I, I mentioned the chief, I don't get, fully get the uh, impression that he's actually trying to solve this case. Like... You don't think so? <laughs> it's like the chief... is Maybe he's just like bad at his job, Sarah. He could just be bad at his job. Because he's just like, you know, he's trying to like convince everyone it was like two immigrants or something. And like, it, it was like an immigrant no, town. Because he's racist. Like, he's racist, but it's also like... He's a good Clearly, this racist. seems... I mean, it's a very it's an elaborate crime. You know, I think we haven't mentioned, but like part of the crime is that all of the teeth were pulled out of these girls mouths and, and Richard yeah. the de- hot detectives go, goes through a lot of lengths to prove kind of to the chief that like, this isn't something you do like um, offhand. It's not like, Oh, I'm also going to pull their teeth out. It like took like a debt. He like does it on a dead pig to kind of see how hard it is on yeah. a, on a dead person. And it's like extremely difficult. Um, and so it's like clearly this was someone who you know, had just a really twisted personal you know v- something going on there, but this does not seem just like, oh, a crime of opportunity, you know, by like some kind of like vagrant in town or you know, like whatever, yeah, I mean, sure, definitely he's racist, but like, you know I it, it's just like it's clearly this dude is not seeing some things on purpose. And Maybe,
0: I don't know, but I feel like the people that have things to hide are all women.
1: I Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't know, man, John's pretty sh- John John the brother is he seems kind of shady to me. Yeah,
0: too. I don't know, but I feel like Emma and Adora.
1: Yeah. Man. I mean, I don't know. I there's a lot again, the show is like I think seemingly filled with red herrings. Yeah. Um and I I I'm a little we've four episodes to go. I'm a little bit like I It's going to be, if it keeps going at this pace, it's going to be difficult to sustain. I'm hoping, I mean, and I, you know, I love a moody, weird, you know, mess as much as anyone, but, uh, I, I do want to, I mean, I'm, I'm like invested and I want to like, I want it to play off, you know, I want it to like go somewhere good.
0: Um, something Um, we should talk about briefly before we, we end is just, um, basically just Adora's character. Just We can talk about this briefly, yeah. but there's, you know, a moment in this episode. It, the episode is titled Ripe, and this is where this title gets its title. <laughs> <laughs> Very eloquent. <laughs> uh, I'm a writer. And, um, anyway, where, you know, Adora is up late waiting, um, drinking, so she's clearly a little drunk, and she confronts Camille when she comes home. You were always
1: so willful. Excuse me? Never sweet. I, I remember when you were about six or seven,
0: I wanted to put your hair up in curlers for your school picture. Instead, you cut it all off with my fabric shears. No. No, 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 Mama, that wasn't me. I think what you're... I was expecting with
1: you. I thought you'd save me. I thought you'd love me. And then my my mother would love me. Even from the beginning, you disobeyed. You wouldn't wouldn't eat like like you were. ...punishing me for being born... (sighs) ...made me... ...feel like a fool, like a... ...like a child. You were a child. And now you come back here?
0: all I can think is. What? What, You smell ripe. And it's such a, it is such a, there's something about this line where I'm not even entirely sure what she means by ripe. I don't
1: know what she means either. Yeah. And...
0: But it still just struck me so hard. Like, when she says it, you're just like, oh. If my mom ever,
1: like, said that to me, I'd be like,
0: what? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that means a million things. Yeah. And I don't know what, you know, like...
1: It's, I, is, she, I kind is she ripe of,
0: for getting hurt? Is she ripe like she's reached full bloom? Is she ripe for like hurting herself right. more? I like, kind of took it. I mean, it? my
1: immediate like kind of takeaway from that was like ripe, like rotten, like overripe. There was
0: something the way she said it too had this yeah. sense of just like you're ripe, like you, you smell like you know, a peach that's ripened and fallen off a tree and it's just right. been sitting there all day. Right, you know? right,
1: it's like I can, or yeah, like I can, exactly it's like like something sort about, sort of
0: sweet thing
1: exactly, like sickly, like I can smell you, like, I, yeah, it's like very It's amazing creepy. how
0: that, that line, and like Patricia Clarkson's delivery is just so evocative yeah. and like it just smacks you across the face. Totally. I was like, Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, awesome. Yeah. But yeah.
0: I don't know what is up with the door. Cause it's also clear at some points that she is making up things to fit her narrative or doesn't remember things. Or maybe you don't trust Camille. Like at one point she's like, you cut off your hair rather than get a haircut. Like you cut off all your hair and Camille tries to interrupt her and says, no mama, you're misremembering that that wasn't me. And you don't know if that means that, someone else made her cut her hair like adora or mm. what but you're mm-hmm. like there's it's clear that like adora just wants to think what she wants to think yeah and, and that she camille is... is to blame for everything
1: exactly i mean she goes into a lot of detail in that in that speech about how camille is to blame for everything that's happened i think she clearly blames her for the death of her her younger her youngest daughter which seems crazy because she seems to have died of like like a disease like you know but
0: so far as we know
1: yeah yeah but we don't we haven't actually seen we've seen like kind of immediately preceding i think it's marion is the daughter's name of uh, kind of seeing the flashbacks immediately preceding her death and we've seen flashbacks of the funeral um where yeah. camille was really losing it um, but we haven't really seen exactly what happened so i'm we'll check back in uh with, yeah we'll
0: watch the next four and then, with, uh, then come back
1: Yeah, with Sharp Objects. I hope that we're not disappointed at the end. I mean, I was not, you know, Big Little Eyes had such a great ending after. I was also a little bit like, where is this going? Yeah. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm curious. Uh, So, what we're watching, what we're not watching. um, You brought up Castle Rock.
0: Someone was telling me about this. This is this Hulu show that's like, based on something in Stephen King i guess yes
1: it is and i i got to say whenever i hear castle rock all i can think of is the castle rock entertainment Uh, like production company logo that was basically on the that's what um, I'm thinking um, yes Yes. it was basically on the end of every sitcom in the 90s like yes I was like Castle Rock
0: sounds like something (laughs) familiar that's not at all creepy and it's like yes it's right it's because it's okay Yes, it's also it was like
1: Steve Bannon like owned a cut of Castle Rock or whatever that was how he found out that he like made millions off of Steinfeld or whatever (laughs)
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: um yeah, that's always what I think. But I have been seeing um like kind of previews on Hulu for months. About I watched show. the
0: trailer the other day. I hadn't watched it at all. I thought and the trailer it was pretty, pretty good. Creepy. Yeah, I agree. I'm Do you I'm think interested. think we should watch it. I think,
1: think we, we should. should. I think we should give it a shot. I have okay. been kinda like right, like kinda anticipating it for a while. Something else that I did not realize was coming back so soon, but was uh, there was a trailer for it before Sharp Objects This Week is Insecure.
0: Yes, I saw the trailer. Which that looked really fun.
1: August 12th. I mean, we're kind of going into like kind of a dead period of, of, you know, kind of summer here. Not that I can really tell whether that means anything anymore um, yeah. in today's TV watching landscape, but um, I'm excited. Yeah, I think we should give Castle Rock a shot.
0: Yeah. yeah. What are you not watching?
1: Um. What am I not watching? I don't know if I have a specific not watching this week. I haven't given up on anything recently. Uh, yeah. Do you have? Yeah. Do you have any not watching? Do oh,
0: I have
1: any not watching? Yeah. Wait, do you have one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like. Eh no you did a little like oh
0: wait i thought of something i know Um,
1: i like thought of something well actually it's funny because i think that we've now mentioned this like three times but i saw someone else write a thing about how much they hate succession this week
0: (laughs) it's just like like, we can just our friend alan was trying to tell me that it was good i'm like i don't care and he's like yeah but it's actually better than like wow i'm like still it's it's funny how people like shows about like men this happened to me at work today, too. Someone was like, oh, it was on this Breaking Bad episode. And I was like, I never watched Breaking Bad. I was like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, yeah, you think I didn't? I haven't heard that. Yeah, like, I, I know got the it's picture. good. <laughs> but it's so funny how, like, critically acclaimed shows that are primarily about, like, male antiheroes. People yeah. get, like, annoyed if you're just bored by the idea I just like, like, i'm not saying it's out bad out i'm sure one. it's good but i like there's so many things to watch and that's just i don't care like that yeah i'm not it's not back. an aspersion i'm casting but like i'm allowed to have different interests and it's so funny to me i feel like that happens the most with breaking bad when i oh, tell yeah. people i haven't watched breaking bad they're like astounded they're like it's like they think i don't get it well when the not bre- it bad is like, not interesting
1: breaking bad is like the wire of like the like you know the like two thousand tens because that used to be the wire, I think, where everyone's like, Oh my God, what do you mean you haven't watched the wire? Like, you know, yeah. and at least like <laughs> Right. I mean at least there um were also some major uh female characters on that show but um yeah, definitely I think it's like, look, you're not gonna there's it really there is too much. Like you're not right, gonna sell right. me on this thing that I've decided that I'm not going to watch. So yeah. sorry. Um, um. Yeah. But
0: yeah. Anyway, so okay. I we're so feeling... I guess we're still not watching Succession. Yeah.
1: But other than that, this is a good sign. We're feeling optimistic. We're feeling positive. Yeah. We're, we're feeling positive
0: watching. today. I hope we're more negative next time. But, I think I uh, mentioned that good. I
1: like tried to watch an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm because we were like maybe
0: it's yeah. because well, we got because it got nominated for a right. freaking Emmy. And then yeah.
1: I thought it was like and then I was like nope terrible nope
0: nope <laughs> just not what we need now Weezer yeah. rule. Yeah, I'm gonna make this a thing.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, um, cool. Okay, mm. well, yeah. So That's we'll it. be back in, I think, two weeks. Yeah. Because um, Sarah's got some important travel. Um, I'm an important business not to lady. Fire Island. No, so.
1: <laughs> not to Fire Island. I'm an important business lady. You all understand. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. but you know where to find us when uh we, when we tell you we need to be.
0: Yeah. yeah. Rate and review us, as they as <laughs> yeah. they say do it but like nice things yeah
1: only definitely only review this podcast if it's
0: good things yeah Yeah. all right bye signing off
1: bye amanda